Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you're on social media like Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you're still on Facebook, like the 10 other people that are still on there, Facebook is so bad. I fucking hate it. Uh, like my Facebook page, <laughs> Strictly Anonymous Podcast. I think whatever I post on Instagram goes over there. So it's still up and running, even though I think Facebook is so five years ago. Um, if you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show. I say it's a call and advice show. Most of the time I'm just listening to people talk about like their naughty secret lives. Uh, if you have a naughty secret life that you want to talk about, if you just have a naughty life and it's not even a secret and you want to talk about it, or you have just a regular problem and you want advice, I love giving people my advice. Okay. (laughs) You could come on my show. Send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast.gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe. If you can write a review, a good review, write a review. If you haven't joined my Patreon page, oh no, if you wanna, if you're on YouTube, or even if you're not on YouTube, go to YouTube and subscribe to my channel, Strictly Anonymous Podcast, and like and share my videos. That's like a great place for people to comment on my show. I reply to every comment that people make on there. And most of the time, I would say 99% of the time, the people who call, called into my show, my guests, go onto YouTube, read the comments and reply back. So if you want to get a, in a combo with either me or the people who have been on my show, go to YouTube, subscribe to my channel, and then you know listen to the episodes and comment below. And don't forget to like and share my videos. Uh, if you want to join my Patreon page, I have a Patreon page. There's all different tiers up there. The lowest is like three bucks. That's for $3. You're basically supporting my show. I've been doing my show six years. It's like three bucks a month. Like I said, it's super cheap. You get episodes early. You also get a monthly Q and a where I dish out on a lot of interesting things. There's a bunch of things, uh, uh, Q and A's I have up already that you'll be able to listen to and get a lot of inside scoopage. You'll also, like I said, get these episodes a couple days earlier than everybody else. That's a $3 tier. And then it goes all the way up to a $60 tier. And for that tier, you could talk to me, but I just don't air it. Um, I used to call it like consulting, but it's more like a therapy session, but just, you know, on the down low. I don't see you. You don't see me. I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am. Um, And I don't post your episode. So if you have a naughty secret life or just a problem and you just want to talk to me, Without anybody knowing about it, sign up for that tier. And then there's tiers in between. So go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast and sign up. That'd be great. I love people. My patrons are my favorite people because they're supporting my show and there's a whole world there and you should sign up for it. <laughs> anyway, today I have a girl named Stephanie. Now, Stephanie had the worst fucking connection I've ever had in my life. It's so bad. I was literally like halfway into editing the shit out of this episode. I was like, I shouldn't even air this, right? But I had put so much work into it that I'm like, what am I going to do now? I just have to air it. But maybe I won't. I don't know. If you're listening to this, I'm airing it. But it's really bad sound. I do my best to try to fix that sound. So maybe it's not as bad as I think. Um, 
I do repeat a lot of what she said, so you know what she's saying. Uh, besides the problem with the sound, it's, it was hard to get to the point of this conversation. We were a little bit all over the place because she had a lot of backstory. She had a lot of different things that we sort of dabbled in and said it was hard for me to stay focused on one thing. Um, but basically, the gist of it is the big problem is that Stephanie's in a marriage. Her her sex, their sex life has gone out the window. But when you hear about why it's gone out the window, you're like, yeah, duh. they have like 10 kids and lots of history. And who knows if he's cheating and she's a submissive and she's got a box of like, like submissive gear. <laughs> He's not interested in it and what the fuck is going on. We talk about all that stuff. Wait till you hear about how they met. There's a gangbangs included in that story. Um, but like I said, there's like all these things going on and we touch a little bit on all of it. Like the main thing that I keep trying to get back to is this problem she's having with her husband and why they don't have that sex. He's a lot older than her. She's younger. I think it's a common problem, but, you know, because I'm talking to her, there's a lot of specific details about her issues and their issues together as a couple that uh, go off in a lot of different directions. So, like I said, forgive me if this is a hard one to listen to. I know you're all going to comment. I don't, should I air this? Should I have aired this? Because if you're listening to it, I did air it. I don't know. Jury's still out for me. But anyway, <laughs> if you're listening to this, tune in, listen to Stephanie, and then let me know what you think. Maybe it's not as bad as I think, right? I tend to be a harsh critic. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to be right back on. I'm not really pitching this one good. So if anyone listens to it, it'll be a miracle. I'm like the worst salesperson. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'll be going to be right back on with Stephanie. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Oh, hey, Stephanie. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? I am a little frustrated. <laughs> frustrated? Well, all I know about you, first of all, I didn't know, you know, I didn't really, I tell people I don't like to know that much going into the call. And all I know about you is that you have a fiance and there's certain things that you can't talk to him about or tell him, right? So I'm assuming you have somewhat of a secret life, maybe? I don't know. Um, well, it's not exactly that okay. easy. Um, my biggest issues with talking to him, um, I don't know how to talk to him about what I'm wanting, but I also don't know how to talk to him about you know, certain things with him personally, you know, like I try to say, Hey, this isn't right. And, or this is what I want. And it's like, it goes in one ear and out the other and right back to the same old, same old within maybe 10 minutes to an hour. 
Now, are you talking and, about just life in general? Are you talking about when sex is worse? Like, are you talking about sexually? He doesn't know what you like or you can't talk to him? Or is this just in like, you know, what you guys are going to have for dinner? I mean, <laughs> I, um, it's a little bit of both. Okay. See, okay, with him, I could be coming to bed at whatever time I decide to stop working at night. And instead of just letting me come to bed, it's, oh, would you go make me some ramen noodles? And then at 3 a.m., would you go get me something out of the kitchen? I'm like, your legs ain't broken. <laughs> you know, but on the, on the other side of things, when it comes to my needs and what I want, Let's say, for instance, bedroom time, uh, for lack of a better term. It's more recently, it's been vacant, so to speak. It's been what? Vacant? Yes. So non-existent? <laughs> like, I'd say once two days ago, then once two weeks ago. And then once, two months ago. How long have you guys been together? Um, since 2014. So you've been together six years. You sound like you're 14 years old. I mean, how, how old were you guys when you got together? Because you sound super young. <laughs> okay, I, wa I was 22 and he was 30-something. Uh, oh, okay. So you're, you're yeah. still in your 20, you're 26 now, I guess? I'm 28 and okay. he's 40. Oh, okay. So you have a big age difference, right? But how was the sex up? Like, you know, because we're in the middle of this like crazy pandemic. Like, did that have anything to do with your sex life going out the window? Or was it starting to sort of wane way before the, this, the past six months? Okay. Um, well, when we first met, our sex life was immaculate. Right. Okay, slowly, I, I want to say when my fourth child, his eighth child, was born, um, our sex life, like, my sex drive has been climbing, and his sex drive has been falling. Right, like of course. Off a cliff yeah, his is only going to get a little bit slightly worse. Because he's like <laughs> nearing, I find what I have found, because I'm way older than you and I've seen, you know, people go through things. And as a woman, I remember like, you know, you start to get really horny around 30 and then wait till you're in your 40s. Forget about it. But it, it, it will increase tenfold for you. But as a guy, most of my guy friends that were like massive players could do it like multiple times a night or whatever. They really start to slow down in their late 40s. You know, he's in 40 and it's starting to slow down. I don't know if it's just because, you know, sometimes I think it's hard to keep sex hot in a relationship when you've been with somebody for so long. I mean, you're telling me he has mm -hmm. eight fucking kids. You have four kids. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised it didn't go out the window after the third one. Like, I mean. <laughs> what the well, honestly, our youngest is she'll be three in April. Okay. You're breaking up a little bit. Try to talk into the phone. Sorry. Yeah. She'll be three in April. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I, I was thinking, when kids are old enough to have their own room, you expect to 
sort of get some of that sex life back. Yeah. Um, Because you've had every kid in your bed, too. That's another fucking stupid thing to do. Well, not, like, not in, like, with us, but... In the room in a a crib. That's something that, uh, with our older two kids, we did that, like, with, with the oldest of the three that we have together... Um, he was in our room for 11 months. So- I'll get the kid out of the room. Listen, let me just, I'm just going to stop with the kid thing. Cause I don't want to get too involved in that, but you know, only because he has eight kids, you have four kids. I mean, you're super young. So you still have the energy to blow him. I wouldn't at my age. Cause I had a child way in my forties. I was like always at the end of my day because I was a single mom. I was like, thank God I don't have to blow somebody now. You know what I mean? Like after taking care (laughs) of a a a 12-month-old, a 16-month-old. You know, the last thing I would have wanted to do was go service a man. You know, my guy. I thought, but I think, you know, I feel like because I was way older, that played into it. Whereas, of course, I'm sure my younger mom friends, you know, you had three kids and you were still banging your husband and looking for sex. You know, I wasn't until my son turned around <laughs> three. I felt like I started to get back into myself, you know. Um, but like I said, you're super young. So you could have all these kids and you're still horny for him. Everything's great. Sex didn't go out the window until like your fourth child is what you're saying, right? Right. Like his side of that went out the window and me. I still, I, I need more, and I need it from him. Right, and you're still horny, but he's not. Right. And now, and it, do you try to initiate and he doesn't want to? Was he always like a, you know, it, does he just want blowjobs? Is he selfish? Does he want no sex whatsoever? Because I wonder about a guy who you know, doesn't want to ever have sex. Even at 40, that's like I said, I, I, I have friends that like when they're in their late 40s, they start to like wean off. But it's not like they don't want sex. It's like they just want it once a day as opposed to four times, you know, four times the, you know, jerking off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, this started in this first. And, and mm-hmm. well, as far as that's concerned, I mean... Um, it, it might be once every two weeks or once every two months or whatever he feels like it. But I'm more of the submissive type that um, I just, yeah. Um, <laughs> taking the lead is not really hot for you. You want him to fucking want you and take you like over his yeah. shoulder and fuck the shit out of you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most girls want that, I think. You know, I think that some girls like to switch it up a little bit. But most of the time, a woman, you know, because I think it does give you that feeling, too, besides being hot sex. It's like it, it lets you know that your guy finds you sexually attractive, right? It feeds your ego. It makes you feel hot and sexy. <laughs> right? There's nothing more unsexy than having to beg your guy to bang you. Like, I mean, that's not just like... You know, that's not, A, it's not hot, and B, it's like, it can eventually chip away at your self-esteem. 
because you're like, why don't you want to have sex with me? Like, why am I not attractive to you? Like, why don't I get you hard anymore? You know, I think some women would feel Mm -hmm. that way after a while of that. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool, too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Well, on top of feeling unattractive, with having to get up and make ramen noodles in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. I feel more like a servant than a wife. <laughs> right. He's not satisfying your needs in a whole variety. Like, listen, these are the type of things that are very common in relationships. These are the type of things that, you know, are the is a lot of times when I hear a story of somebody like, you know, 10 years down the line into like cheating or five, you know, it's like when I ask them to go back, you know, these are the kind of things that start to happen way before even somebody that's totally monogamous winds up sometimes crossing the line and cheating or going and having an affair because this kind of stuff goes unchecked, you know, it kind of is happening both people aren't really that happy. I mean, he can't be satisfied. What's wrong with him that he doesn't want to have sex and that he's lost his sex drive? You know, he's either getting it from somewhere else. And that's a question I have to ask you if you think he could be cheating or, you know, maybe he's slightly depressed or his hormones aren't really right. Cause why doesn't he want sex? Is he, is he addicted to porn? Is he getting it that way? You know, what's the deal? When we first get together, both admitted that we were addicted to sex you were both addicted to sex okay so that's why it was off the chart when you first met each other (laughs) right okay (laughs) the thing is um i found out after a while i mean like this was a long while okay when we were talking as just friends he said i have two daughters then Three months after I moved into the house, I find out he has another daughter. Mm -hmm. Then about a year later, I find out he has a son. (laughs) Then about a year later, I find out he has another son. Oh, he has five kids? (laughs) With other, four other women. Right. Five other kids. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So anyway. When talking about how these kids came about, three of his teenagers were literally approximately six months apart. Like, literally one girl born October of one year, and then next girl born February of the the next year. Yeah, right. So he's obviously having sex with multiple women. And then the next girl was born in October of that year. So oh. like literally six months apart. 
<laughs> yeah. Did you so, ever question him about that? Did you ever say like, hey, I, I could I could do math. Basic math here means like, you know, what the fuck? Like, were you just casually dating these women? They got pregnant and they had a baby or were you in relationships with them? Like, how, were you cheating? Did you ever ask him those any kind of questions like that? Yes. What did he say? Yes. Okay. So he was a military <laughs> If that says anything about our military. Yeah. But um, anyway, it's like he was married to a 40-year-old when he was 20. An older woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all of these women came about while he was still married to her. So he was he was cheating on her. Mm. So, but what I'm saying is like, so to my yeah. question, like, would you ever think he was cheating on you? I mean, so now we have the, the question has come up and he tries to say that I do. That you what? Okay, the question has come up and he tries to say that I'm different. That you're different, right? That he would never cheat on you. You're different. It was her. He didn't feel that way about her. That's why he cheated. But with you, it's different. This is That's the story? Yeah, that's the story. Well, let me and ask you this. As a woman, how do you feel? Like, what is your, like, do you suspect that he's cheating or you just think he's got, a like, an issue with his sex drive right now? Honestly... I've I've leaned back and forth with both. Yeah. Because even when it does happen, it's not the same quality that it was six years ago. Yeah, but I think a lot of people that are in a relationship for six years would say the same. Like, I mean, it's very hard, I think, to keep that the hotness of that beginning there especially if you guys were both addicted right like I mean you were like how old when you met him you were like 20 something very young he was Mm -hmm. a lot younger you didn't have 80 kids between you two you had what was the most important thing in your life nothing each other you know what I mean like you didn't have like you didn't start your adult life yet really right so yeah you could be addicted to sex and sex could be like a whole night thing and you could be so focused on that but then you get married, you have all these kids, he has all these responsibilities, you know, you have jobs, like you have careers, you can't be addicted to sex anymore. Like, you know, that goes out the window. And now it's like every day. And I think it's like, uh, it's hard to keep that beginning thing for anybody. Because you're not gonna (laughs) no one has a relationship that is like going to be all just sex, right? All these other things come into play. And I'm assuming that you developed all other kinds of way of connecting, right? Like the sex was off the charts, but then you became emotionally attached and then, you know, your lives became enmeshed and you got married, you know? So you can't say it's going to go back to the beginning, but of course it should be better than what it is now for sure, right? What are the things that you want that he won't do besides the consistency. I mean, like there's definitely a lack of like the amount of sex. It's not just the quality, it's the quantity. Right. But is it also the quality? Yeah. I love, I want both the quality and the quantity. You want more, you want more quality, more quantity. Yes. I, I want both. And you know, this year for Halloween, it's still, just a regular Halloween party, like some people do. 
because we're in a coronavirus day age, um, I gave him a prank box of adult stuff. Adult toys. You know, mm-hmm, to, you know, sort of try and help our relationship. Yeah, what were what was that box filled with? What were the kind of toys you wanted to play around with? Were they like dildos, vibrators, butt plugs? Like what was in that box? All of the above and then some. <laughs> what what kind of things? Okay, um floggers, ball gag. Oh uh, right, you're submissive. Collar, cops, right. and all of the things that you listed. Right, including these other things I forgot. So you're like kind of into BDSM? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that that would help to, you know, spice things up a bit. And? Right? Uh-huh, yeah. Some guys would be very happy to get that box. Most guys listening right now are like, what the fuck's wrong with that guy? That box has been sitting in the bottom of our closet since Halloween. Really? Let me yes. ask you this though real quick because I, I, you know, you said you were submissive and I didn't really pick up on that and start questioning you about the whole BDSM thing. But um, does, do you guys get into that early on? Were you always up front that you were into that? And did you guys, was he yeah. like your dom and like that was the way it was in the beginning? Um, I'd say from the second time that we, you know, got together. You let him be known, and then you got, and he was, you were the submissive, right. and he would do stuff to you. Like the first time that we got together, it was just straight missioning. Yeah. But the second time we got together, it was that. And that really spiced things up. And then I'd say um, that, that side of the sexual relationship. The BDSM stopped while I was still pregnant with my fourth child. Right, but it lasted through all the three. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm a well, cup half full kind of person, so I'm still mesmerized that you guys were having great sex for three kids. Like, it's interesting that the fourth really threw it out the window, and I wonder because it's like one, and then two, and then three, and he had five others. Like, you know what? Is it the kid or is it something else, you know? Um, well, also, uh, just under a year after she was born. No, sorry. Right around a year, I want to say before she was born. Uh-huh. Right around a year before she was born, his mom passed away. Okay. So, I don't know if that has something to do with it. He was very close with his mom? Yeah. Well, I was taking care of her when he was at work, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. No, but I mean, he was very close to his mother. He was still very close. His mom died. A lot of times, you know, men and women could do this too, you know, just it really depends on how you're wired. But a lot of people, you know, death is like really hardcore and hard to face and, you know, some people can really live in denial of it, right? And then they just like sort of push it aside and they don't deal with 
the phases of grief that you need to, right? And then what happens is that stuff, it's like, you know, you can't sweep it under the table and not have it affect you on some level, right? So maybe someone gets really depressed and they don't know what it is. And it's like all those unresolved feelings that they never faced, you know? So I don't know how he dealt with his mother's death or if he ever really did, you know, you were there. How did he handle it? He still has not taken the time to start to sort through those things. Yeah, you're starting to, I can't hear you for the last five minutes. Wait till you listen to this. You're going to hear it. Um, (laughs) But I'm just going with it because what the fuck else? I'm just not going to change. Um, So he never, uh, you don't think he really had time to really process it fully? The hospital tried to prepare him for it years before she actually left. What did she die from? Did she die of cancer or some along withstanding like disease or something? Um, well, she had a 10-year fight with renal failure. With what? Renal failure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 10 years of that. Um, And they kept, every time she went to the hospital to ICU they would say she's not going to come home she's not going to come home so for 10 years they were telling him she's going to die she's going to die and then well she keep coming home you know all those hospitals and so he sort of even though the hospital was trying to prepare him for the worst he he was like oh it's it's not going to happen this time because it didn't happen all these other times yeah, duh. Can't I could see his point. I see everything from his point. Like that's I see the opposite of what you see in that situation. I see that they were as much as they were trying to prepare him for the worst. What was actually happening was uh, against what they were saying. So of course he's when it actually happens, it's going to be like the rug gets pulled from beneath you because so many times it it didn't happen. So he's going to start going by that, right? So. I get he was very unprepared for that death because it, it no matter what they said to him, it never happened. So I I think that that would be actually more shocking because of them telling right. him and it didn't happen. I mean, you could understand that he would then find it very hard to believe and start to believe that she would be OK because she was for 10 years. Yeah. So it would be like, what the fuck happened this time? You know why? So. You know, I I would uh, I I don't think anyone could ever be prepared, no matter what. But you know, I think he was not prepared at all. He was actually, um, it was uh, because of the fact that she defied the odds over and over, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So but, let yeah. but let's get back to that box, okay? Because we don't want to bring this podcast down. So you're, you know. You think it has to do with like maybe he's depressed about that or if there could be a depression going on? Because I, I just wonder, like I said, it's it's like one of three things, right? It's he could be depressed and not happy. And so his sex drive has gone out the window. He could have like issues with his hormones or something going on physically, which, you know, would go hand in hand with being depressed. Right. I think, you know, mind body mm-hmm. connection is very strong um, or, you know, he let sex get stale with you guys, you know, something's lacking there, whatever, you know, typical marriage stuff. And he's banging someone else, other people, maybe not one person, like other people. And that's why he doesn't, you know, need it at home. 
Right. And it could be any of those things. For sure. Um, I just don't know how to discuss it with him. Well, I was going to ask you that too, because like, do you have conversations about sex and what's going on with your sex life at all ever? Uh, well, I try to bring it up, but, um, I've only started really learning how to communicate, um, properly about February of 2019. And what, what happened then? Did you start seeing a therapist or something? Like how, like, what do you mean? I mean, how did you, how were you not communicating before? And then what changed okay. in February? Oh, so back in December of 2018, I decided to go back to school uh-huh. to get a college degree. And well, in February of 2019, they gave me an English class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So that's where I started to learn this because honestly prior to that class my English test score would have been between kindergarten and first grade oh so you guys could barely talk speak like he could barely speak to you before that all those years together I I was the one like I was mostly illiterate <laughs> no but I mean could did he speak your language or did he well, yeah. Did he speak your... So what... Do you speak two languages that way? Were you illiterate in just English, but you spoke another, a, a, a second language? Or what was your deal? Well, or you were just illiterate? You couldn't even speak anything? Because that's crazy. Well, the, the biggest problem that I had was that when I was growing up, I was raised in a house with a man who was mostly deaf. So we communicated with sign language. But on top of that, on top of him being deaf, he um, he couldn't read proper English and he couldn't write proper English. Yeah, so I understand I that. But you go to school. Up. Yeah, but you learn that in school. Most parents don't teach that anyway. I, I to their struggled. Okay. Yeah, I struggled with English. Mm-hmm. And if I would ask for help with English, you know, my dad couldn't help me because he was deaf. Right. And what about he didn't your mom? understand it himself. My mom, I got two weekends with her a month. Oh, okay. So your dad was the primary caregiver. He was deaf, so he couldn't help you. So it's not like, because I was just thinking, oh, maybe you're from another country, right? And you <laughs> spoke another language and, and English you could barely speak. But you're saying you are American. You grew up in this country. English was your first language and you couldn't even speak that. Even though you went to school and you were educated, you never really right. learned it properly. Right. And if I would ask for help, I wouldn't get any help. Okay. There was nobody there who could help me. <laughs> right. But your so your husband, when he married you, I mean, did you guys have a lot of, con- like when you say you learned how to communicate properly last year, before that and through your whole relationship was like, was, was there any kind of communication going on or was it completely ineffective and just not a part of your relationship? Um... There was talking going, but the talking was more on a remedial first grade level. Okay. But how would that, so, but was he okay with that? He wanted me to become more educated and I wanted to become more educated as, as well. Okay. So when now, so that, so, so. 
what would what happened last February would have been a really great thing for the both of you, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You would think it would, and you know, he even helped me to try and learn the English concepts that were in the class. You know, mm-hmm. so that really did help me significantly. I thought, but as far as talking about more adult topics that don't relate to my school it was like it was was still a very stressful thing because you know learning to talk proper English and learning to read and write proper English is one thing but then translating that into a form adult context like sex Mm -hmm. at 28 or 27 at the time Mm -hmm. you know it's like pulling teeth (laughs) yeah but I mean I think what you did was really fantastic because a lot of times listen I think sometimes if you really talk over talk about like how the sex is falling going out the window and you talk too much about it it could actually kill it even more right so I think, you know, and a lot of times maybe guys don't really want to have those kind of conversations, <laughs> you know, this is the last thing, you know, a guy wants to do when a girl comes and is like, we need to talk. I mean, every guy out there is like, oh, fuck, you know, they're not like, yay, let's have a two hour conversation about feelings. You know what I mean? Like women are very different. We love that. Right. But guys, not so much. And I'm, I know I make sweeping statements and I'm, it's not true. And there's plenty of guys that love to have talk about their feelings, you know, but like most of the time you know so I do believe that you just going out and buying a box of all the things you would want him to use is like a great thing to do even better than having that conversation you know because you're just like so so you know I'm surprised that that didn't do anything well yeah I was very surprised too that it wouldn't do anything and you know, it was more surprising because certain types of toys in that box I had never used them because I, I grew up in a more conservative male environment. A conservative male environment. I'm just repeating what you're saying because it's hard to hear. You're back in the fish tank again. A conservative, <laughs> conservative male environment, right? So some of those things are stuff you always wanted, but because of that conservative upbringing, you could never really go there. Right. Like, pleasuring yourself was against the rules. Right. Of, so ma- yeah. no masturbation. Right. Mm-hmm. It always had to be if you were going to do something, it would be do it with your partner. Right. But on the other hand, when I would go to my mother's house, she was married to a pedophile. Oh, God. <laughs> so that's another area where sex is one of those things that's hard to talk about. Well, did he do stuff to you? Yeah, me and about a hundred other kids. Right, but forget about those hundred other kids. He molested you. Did your mother know? Did you tell her? Like, what's that story? When I tried to tell her about what was going on with all of us, um, 
One time she tried to break my arm. One time she tried to kill me. Um, So, yeah, she wasn't the best role model to talk to about that stuff. And when I actually had my dad's girlfriend call DHS because of my mom's husband, um, it was thrown out of court because they said there wasn't enough evidence. Even though you you had yeah. you were saying that this is what he was doing to you, that wasn't evidence enough, and you had other right. brothers and sisters that you or when you say he they were he was doing it to all of us. Who was those other people? Okay, um, my friend Kevin was one of our neighbors. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's actually dead now, by the way. Right. So, how did he, he die? Did he kill himself or something? No. He was killed on a job. Oh, okay. Uh, working for a company called Aquavac. Okay. Um, but your father did stuff to him. I mean, your well, your stepfather, your stepfather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and him, and one time, like we were in the shed together, the three of us, and he made the two of us five-year-olds do things to each other. Oh, God. So we didn't understand it by default. No. I'm surprised you remember it. You remember it, though. Yeah, I, I remember that in perfect detail. Right. But I couldn't tell you what I had for breakfast this morning. Right, yeah, 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 of course. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think some people... I mean, because you didn't live with them full time, thank God, right? I mean, you would only right. see this guy once in a while. It wasn't like you weren't living with them at that time, right? Or were you when you were five? Not at that time. Um, I did wind up living with them when I was fourteen. Did he? Was he still there that, at that time? Yes. Yeah. Um. Yes. Did he do she stuff didn't... to you then, or was was he? Were you too old? Um, he did, and, you know, she didn't even marry him until I was nine, but, you know, I gave her a look like, don't marry this man, don't marry this man, you know, and she didn't catch on to that, but he did, because he pulled me and some of my friends aside, and he was like, if you try to break us up, or if you tell anyone what's going on, I'll kill you. Right. So this guy that was that she was married to, he's dead now. He died in twenty eighteen. Thank God, because he didn't hurt anyone else. Yeah. At this point. Mm-hmm. But you know, I have a half brother um, who is currently sixteen, and. You know, I don't think you would remember everything that happened throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um, because he had severe trauma when he was a child. That's a whole other story. Right. For another time. And then on top of that, this guy had two kids, supposedly. We all know they're not his kids because he had some kind of problem when he was a kid. Yeah. Where he would never actually be able to reproduce. So we know they're not his kids. But they call him daddy. Well, these two ladies, they were significantly older. They were born by mother's age. And um, 
So this guy is 20 years older than my mother, and he married my mother. And another story for another time. But yeah, he, the way that he caught, uh, put it with them was that he was training them on how to have sex. Right. Ugh. Yeah, I yeah. mean, gross. And your mother, are you still in contact with her? She's still alive. That guy died in 2018, right? Did you tell right. your guy that you're with? He's your husband, right? Your husband, does he know about all this stuff? He knows about it. Um, most of it, like, there are details here and there, you know, that you leave out from time to time. because You forget details and then you're like, oh, I remember that detail. I should say it you know but over time you know details do slip your mind okay you forget to tell people those little details right but he, but he knows, knows your history people. right and your mother are you still do you have contact with her i have not talked with my mother since she told me that uh mark was dead that this guy was that this guy died yeah, I have not talked to her since uh, she told me he was dead. And it wasn't because of that why I stopped talking to him. It was honestly, she um, she has a whole other story behind her of things that she did to screw me over and then blaming me for screwing her over on something that was significantly smaller than things that she's going to Yeah, yeah, please. I mean, this is like one of those things where you're like, there, there's like a blurred line between a parent and child relationship. It's almost like she's the child, right? But you were the child. And so, I mean, it's, there's, there's no, you, you, right. you don't even need to look at it like that between you two, right? I mean, you were the child, yeah. you were violated. She was with somebody right. who did terrible things to you. She didn't believe you. I mean, you're the victim here, 100%. Have you ever been in therapy, counseling, hardcore, anything over this kind of stuff? Because this is a whole yes. other thing. <laughs> that's that's yes, serious business. I, I've been diagnosed with PTSD. Of course. And dyslexia. And yeah. Um, but you know, also- maybe your communication problem was because... Uh, you had no voice. I mean, maybe there was something going on with that as well with you. You know what I mean? If somebody tries to speak up about something and they're not believed, like maybe, you know, that subconsciously messes with their, you know, ability to speak up for themselves or learn how to talk or, you know, you know what I mean? So they might all be connected with this whole thing about you not really being able to speak and it's interesting that you got your voice back after he finally passed but you did right but maybe that had something to do with it yeah finally been able to open up about it and um i've been writing about it and on top of that you know my life has done a complete 180 i went from being homeless on the streets in 2014 to be you were homeless on the street you were homeless yeah with your husband and your kids no this was before i met him oh okay i thought you said in 2014 yeah 
Oh, um, right before you met him. Because you, yeah. you were talking six years ago. Okay, right. So you were homeless okay. at some point. And then I went from that to today. I am a successful business owner. Yeah, and a mom of four kids. And I mean, you're a lot of things now. <laughs> yeah. You're like a major success. Yeah, major. It's, it's not just like a little trailer or an apartment. It's a house. Like a real house. Oh, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And what do you do now? You own your own business? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And um, so I own my own business. I also, I'm writing a couple of books. Mm-hmm. And I'm... I, I just graduated my associates this morning. Oh, that's a major. That's major. Congratulations. Thank you. And um, yeah, I've got some online influencer programs going on. And yeah, so I'm, I'm doing a lot of various different things to make myself more successful than I ever dreamed I could be when I was younger. Right. And with all that success, I still want my intimate time. And yeah, you want a full, like you're, you're super young. You want it all. Why shouldn't you have it? I mean, you, you know, it's not like you've been with the same guy for 30 years and you're 56 years old and you had great sex and you're like, okay, now it's weaning down a little bit, you know, but you're still really young. Your life is still, your whole life is still way ahead of you. You've been through a lot of stuff for your age. So it really is like, this is your time to be really living it up and have everything be positive because you've you dealt with so much lack and negative stuff in your life before oh, this yeah. that now it should be all great and there's no you know you I think it's you do deserve to have a healthy sexual life as well as everything else that you're having you're succeeding in all areas right this is the one place that you're still not and something's like stagnant in your relationship with your husband right and like if you actually what occurred when we first met um how we actually got to even start talking as just friends you'd be like well how'd you go from that well how why don't you tell that story real quick (laughs) basically um we met because I put something on Craigslist. Uh, it was an advertisement to, and it was a gangbang for the guys. You wanted to do a gangbang? This, I had never even had a proper orgasm yet because I didn't know how to enjoy it. Okay. Okay, so I thought, well, maybe that'll help me to do that. He saw the advertisement, and we started talking with just friends, and then he started to like me a certain kind of way that was weird. Then 
Um, Wait, I'm going to get know. back to the story. I, I, we're going to remember exactly where we are, but I need to know, did you ever have a gangbang or was he the only guy that, I mean, because I would assume that if a girl puts up an ad on Craigslist saying she wants a gangbang, you'd get like a 150,000 emails. <laughs> I mean, did you, did that gangbang ever happen? I had six inquiries and no, it did not actually happen. You only had six inquiries? And it did not happen. <laughs> And it did not happen. Oh, wow. You might, well, you did say you were a bad writer and you weren't really that educated. So maybe you just know how to pitch it because (laughs) something was wrong with that ad. Because even if it was like, I don't know, I would think that you would have got way more than, you would get 6,000 emails as opposed to six. So you got six. He was one of them. You started talking to him. And so, and so you met up through the, through Craigslist, really. Yeah. And so basically, our talking was initially how to set this up and everything. And he was going to help with that. Then we started to talk about our personal lives. And then we started to develop a friendship. And then he started to like me. And then the whole idea of gangbang just sort of went out the window. And then he proposed to me a few months later. Right, but the sex was great right from the start. And did he yeah. give you orgasms? Because you said you had never had them before. Yes, he, he did that. Right. But <laughs> now but when you that- start together, because he was like interested in a gangbang or anything, did he ever want you to do like other kinky things with him? Did you guys like explore different things or did you get right into the BDSM things with each other? And keep it just strictly you and him, or did you open it up at all? Or um, the closest we've got to opening our relationship up to other people is photography. Is what? Basically, pictures. Um, talking with people online and sending pictures back and forth. Oh, okay, right. Just keeping it online, like in like virtual sort of That's scenarios. That's the closest that we've come to inviting people into our physical. Right. Okay. And so, um, he's a little flip floppy. So because sometimes he'll be like, "Oh, I'm all for this. I want to do this." Blah blah blah. And then sometimes. He'll be like, I don't want to do this. I just want you all to myself. And then, you know, he just flip-flops back and forth between the two. Right. And I, I, I don't know if he really, you know, if he just wants to do it for himself or if he wants to participate with other people or if he's just saying what he thinks I want to hear when I want to. Mm-hmm. But this was all in the beginning. Um, well, we had talked about it several times throughout our relationship, and it never went anywhere. Like, we would talk about it for two or three days, and then he'd change his mind and say, I don't want to do this. And then it'd be like, just the two of us for a few months and then he'd start talking about it and then 
it was like two, three days into the idea of doing it. I can't hear you right now. Sorry. Can you hear me now? Kinda. Okay, so basically throughout our relationship, it would be like he, we would talk about that for a few, few days. Then he would get cold feet and not want to do it. And then it'd be a couple months of just the two of us. And then he'd start talking about it again. It'd be a few days. And then decide to back out and get cold feet again and that's how it just cycled out yeah right now I I know I keep bringing this back up but like you know because I just don't I just wonder and I maybe and have you you have asked him if he's with other people like I mean Mm because you seem like kind of open and a little kinky like maybe you could be like you know, mm-hmm. tell me about it. Like, I wouldn't be mad at you. I don't know. Like, have you brought it up and, like, asked him flat out if he's sleeping with anybody else? Yeah, I have. Because, I mean, like, we had an incident where he had to study two months at um, his ex's house while we were dealing with a court issue. And he, um, he claims that nothing happened during that two months time. I don't necessarily believe that because I do know that she has openly admitted that he was the best ex she ever had. Uh huh. This is his ex. And like when he goes to visit one of his older daughter's houses, um, he'll stay at her mom's house. And, like, he only goes over there to visit his daughter and her mom when the husband is on a business trip. Oh, he only goes there when the husband's on a business trip? Yeah, so uh, I don't know, but he says that nothing's happening with his his ex-girlfriend that he has this child with. Because he's just going over there to spend time with the child. But then, like, one time, I can recall, um, he said he was going to go spend time with his daughter. And his daughter was completely out of town. So, I'm like, really? (laughs) I I, I don't know. Yeah, how does that make you feel? I mean, do you have trust issues with him, or do do you trust him? Like, what would you say? On some level, I have more trust with him than I do a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. But I've always had trust issues with everybody. Right, of course, because of your history. Yeah. But the problem is, is like, I have to get back to the problem because I have to actually wrap it up. And I feel like we just started this conversation. I don't I feel like we've been a little, I'm normally much better of keeping the conversation streamlined, but there's so many different things going on here and we're really all over the place. So you might have to call in for part two on a better fucking phone line because half of the time you sound like you were in a fish tank. 
I was actually trying to get back. Yeah, because like I feel like we there's so many other things going on here uh to talk about i want to bring it back because i'm gonna have to wrap it up bring it back to the initial sort of situation i'm not going to get so much into the whole oh he i go into bed and he after working all day and he wants me to fucking cook him stuff you know like that's like normal problems right let's keep it on the sex problems which is like you know you're trying to initiate stuff you want it to be like it used to be you know he's into kinky things you're into kinky things but he's not into doing those things with you i mean you literally brought him like ball gags and shit like that like a whole box of it and he didn't even want to do anything something's majorly up okay right for sure you finally have your voice you i mean i know that you like to be the sub and stuff and he knows that is there any part of you that ever thinks i mean i'm assuming you're faithful right Okay. And you don't want to do anything behind his back, right? I mean, have you ever, because that's a slippery slope. Like eventually, you know, if he doesn't ever step up to the plate, I don't know how, like, you know, you can't live like this for 10 years. What's going to happen? I'm not saying you're going to cheat, but you know, would you leave him? Like, I mean, what, 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 what do you see happening? Um, I, I, Wait, I can't hear you. What? Sorry. I, I say more for the unit of, you know, being able to have my kids and, you know, the life that normal people want. Right. You staying with oh. him so that you could, for your kids, for sure, right? You have all these kids with him. Especially after what you've been through in your life, you're going to probably, I mean, people go yeah. one of two ways when they have a bad upbringing. They either recreate that same terrible stuff for their child or the more evolved person <laughs> does everything they can to have the the opposite thing happen to their child right like they do, they want to make sure the child has a great life right because they know what having not such a great life is about right so you're you're the the good per the right person that is doing the right thing you want to do the right thing for your child right the last thing you want to do is subject your children to stuff that like you went through right so you're gonna try and make your relationship work but you have to fix this whole issue because you know there's a box sitting underneath your bed and he's not interested and you really are and it's like you know you're like really coming into your own right and you have all these needs that need to be met like something's gotta give did you ever think to ask him? Like, I mean, I don't know. Only because you guys seem very uh, open-minded, the way you met and what you've done and, like, whether you could go sleep with other people. Maybe he watches. Like, did you ever talk? Have you ever brought anything like that up, maybe? Okay. Um, those kinds of conversations, they happen. And then those conversations basically just die off. Like, well, maybe you need to have those conversations and say, like, hey, like, maybe we could be, have a threesome with another guy. And if he says, OK, well, then you I know you're a sub, but what you have to do in that situation is just take control and go find that other person, that other guy and make it happen. And then tell him, hey, like this is happening at seven o'clock tomorrow, you know, and I'm sure he'll be there. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's not going to put in the effort to make it happen, but maybe you can. 
And that's that's one way to go about it. I didn't really think about that. But yeah, you know. I mean, because um, he's not stepping up to the plate. What's going to change for him? He's either got to go to a doctor or he's got to stop banging the other women that he's banging. Like, cause it's like, he's not interested in having sex enough for you, right? So, and you've brought it up to him. It's Things aren't changing. You could try to initiate more, right? Even though you're a sub, maybe you have to do a little switch here and be the more aggressive person, like take those toys out, put the outfits on, have him fucking do it, you know, or you have to start being creative and maybe getting someone else in because it seems like you guys are open to that and you have been. So make that happen. No. Yeah. Right. Hold on. That is Hold on. That's the only thing I've heard clearly on this whole fucking conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Well, not really, but you know. (laughs) It's been the worst connection ever, but I'm still going to air it and I'm going to have to like give my listeners the heads up. You sound very similar to this girl, Monica, that was a virgin that I had online. You haven't called in before, have you? No. <laughs> oh, okay. There, I had somebody else on. And I'm like, what was her name? And I'm like, I think her name was Monica. And she was like, I don't know. You, you sound very similar to her. But listen, I have to go because I have another call that I have to make. And we've had major sound issues here. I feel like this was the most uh, sort of, for me, like I said, I normally am very good at keeping it on track and getting one story and f- sticking to it, you know, and I feel like we've been all over the place. I don't even know if you called in with like a, a specific thought in mind of something you want to talk about and whether we even discussed it. I don't think so. Probably not because I feel like I've been all over the place. <laughs> Thank God you have like a killer <laughs> sense of humor, you know, and just keep laughing. So that's... You know, I, I hope I didn't disappoint you. Um, I feel like people are going to be wanting more of different parts of this conversation because I don't think I spent enough time on any one part of it. Right. There was just so many things that we touched upon, you know. Right. You have the whole gangbang thing in the, the the Craigslist. Like, what were you doing before that? And and then you have your whole childhood. Like that kind of stuff. I'm really fascinated for. And the PST, the PTSD. And then you have this, you know, regular marriage problem going on. You know, you have the fact that maybe your guy's cheating. Like, there's so much. Okay, we're gonna have to talk again. We'll see what you know when I air this. I have two women I'm taping this week, and I'll, both of you will be aired this week and next week. But um, we'll see what the listeners wanna um know more on and we'll have you back on and you're gonna have to get whatsapp or viber so we could have a better phone connection next time uh Mm -hmm. because this phone connection sucks hopefully people will listen through the whole time and we're gonna have to talk again because you know i think that there's a lot more to talk about with you i would just because of the bad connection we wasted so much time trying to get a good connection and you know i just don't have any more time to talk to you today but i would like to talk to you again if you would come back on we'll do a part two yeah, definitely. Okay, I was going to call you Monica. You're not Monica. You're, uh, what, what, what did we call you, Stephanie? Yes. Okay, <laughs> Stephanie. Thank you so much for calling in. Sorry for being all over the place, but we'll do a part two and we'll be more focused and we'll figure out like what maybe, you know, people want to hear or what you want to talk more about. You know, what would you want to talk more about on that second call? Um, 
perhaps we can try and get some listeners' input on how I can better bring these topics up with my partner. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm just going to tell you that I think you did a really great job in bringing it up by just going and buying the stuff in a box and giving to him. I think there's nothing hotter than that. I think a lot of guys would appreciate, you know, their girl bringing the fact up that they're not so great in bed up that way. Do you know what I mean? Instead of like a conversation over coffee. Like I think that was fantastic. What you could do other than that, you know, let's put that out to my listeners and say, hey, guys, give her ideas of how she could get her guy more interested. How could she bring it up? I personally think the best way was what she did, right? It was so direct. Mm-hmm. It was hot, right? And it was, it. I, I, and, but there was no response. So now what does she do? You know, let's let people give their opinions and thoughts. Most people will do it on YouTube. If someone emails me, I'll send the email to you, but we'll also talk again. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Stephanie. Get WhatsApp or Viber. So next time we talk, we talk through there. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling in. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous.